You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 70 of PlayStation Unchained. I'm your co-host, Mike Carradins, and joining me, as ever, is my partner in crime, the secret ninja himself, Ben Shillabir Hall. How's it going, Ben? Uh, not too bad, thank you. And how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good to be here for a uh, another kind of milestone there. I know, obviously, we had the um, the uh, uh, 69, episode 69 last, um, last week and everything, but um, 70, man, I can't believe we've yeah. reached 70. I mean, we've... I don't know how many episodes we had of um, Derailed, but it definitely didn't get this high, did it? Uh, Pretty sure uh. it didn't, no. So, um, yeah, good to have you here. And um, I'm also very, very pleased to welcome another uh, member of the PSU crew who has actually been away from the podcast scene for a while, at least on Unchained. In fact, I can't remember if he's ever been on Unchained before. It's Mr. Ernest Ling. How's it going, Ernest? Good, good. Yeah, I think I was on it, like, once, maybe... Once. It's probably like a year ago, like yeah. once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, of course, you have been, um, you're, you're no stranger to, um, um, oh, God, what was it called? Um, Glenn's, uh, is it? RDGH. That's it. Yep. Yeah, the racial diversity yep. gaming now. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you, you were on that quite a lot early on, weren't you? And then that's, uh, yep. is that still going now or has it changed or what? I, even I, I, I'll just track. I thought it was like changed to something else, but I don't. Have you guys? I haven't actually been on. No, uh, I know it's called 4GO. It's That's been it. changed to that because of things, stuff. Yeah, mm. for stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff. Basically, because it's not a PlayStation podcast, we realised it wasn't probably the best site. Platform. Yeah, it, yeah. We just yeah we tweak things, you know, to try and keep in with the PlayStation kind of brand and everything. Yeah, but it's still very much going. Um, Glenn's still um. Well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, totally. it, 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 yeah. It's been a while, though. <laughs> anyway, cool. Good to have you, Ernest. Um, great to have you on the podcast, man. Let's try and make this. Hopefully, we can make this a semi-regular thing. Or um, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. See what happens. And last but not least, of course, we have our UK regular Neil Bolt. What's up, Neil? Hello, I'm good, wonderful, and ready to podcast. Yes, yes. This is uh, yeah. As I said, another milestone, guys. Episode seventy. Um, fantastic. I. I really hope. Um, I swear, before you know it, we'll be hitting the hundred mark, and that would be special. I think we're we're trying. Um, I think we should have some um, special guests for that. Definitely, it'd be great if we could have Chin from Tecmo Koei or someone else, or maybe an old, maybe an older guest like Don, or maybe even get one of our fans on, like Fonz or whatever. That'd be that'd be fantastic. <laughs> or we could just do impressions of famous people. Oh, we could do that, yeah, because you know impressions. <laughs> yeah, I could be Barry Burton, maybe. Yes, yeah, uh, oh, special Barry appearance. That's yeah, <laughs> special appearance by Barry. Yeah. Okay, guys, well, let's um, kick off with some news first. We are actually going to slightly deviate here. We've got a, a particularly juicy topic to talk about, topic to talk about today, um, which is, of course, the whole thing with Hideo Kojima and Metal Gear Solid. But we will save that till later. So we're going to run through a bit of news first. Not, not as much as usual, but we'll just get some of the big stuff out of the way. And then we're going to uh, have a good old chin wag about um, what's happening down at Konami HQ. Um, first off, guys, this is an article posted on Tuesday, I think, uh, or by me, actually, funnily enough. This is uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 lead designer rejoins Infinity Ward. Uh, Todd Alderman rejoins Infinity Ward following a five-year absence. Uh, speaking with Polygon, Alderman commented, uh, the chance to come back to Infinity Ward and Call of Duty is something I didn't think would ever happen. 
Um, Alderman departed Infinity Ward five years ago and initially set up camp at Respawn Entertainment, studio founded by Jason West and Vince Zampella. He later joined Riot Games. Uh, Infinity Ward, meanwhile, is working on 2017's entry in the Call of Duty franchise, which uh, Alderman actually teased, albeit cryptically. Uh, it's a really cool game concept that I want to be a part of, he said. I can't wait to see what to, what we do with three years of um, dev cycle. I'm excited to be back. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Um, it's interesting that um, Modern Warfare, t- uh, well, at least related to Modern Warfare 2, because there was a, a fan poll, I think, on, or a poll or some, or a Kickstarter or something like so, that. Uh, petition, yeah. Petition, yeah, for uh, yeah. a remake for PS4 and Xbox One and PC for uh, Modern Warfare 2. So um, I thought, when I first saw this in the headlines, I thought, it was related to that, but it's not. He's just come back into the fold. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Modern Warfare 2, whether you love or hate Call of Duty, that game, did, I actually read uh, read back on some of the reviews, and that game did get some really, really good high scores. Uh, this was 2009, so it's a while ago now. But um, I think it's um, I think Modern, Call of Duty 4 is considered one of the best ones. Um, I, think Mod, I think there's a lot of love out there for Modern Warfare 2, and the fact that this guy who is, um, you know, he was obviously involved in it heavily, being the... Uh, um, he's actually a multiplayer project director now, so he's moving and what he's moving into the online portion of things for the new Call of Duty game. But he was the lead designer, so if he's going to be involved in the new Call of Duty, then I guess that's a good thing for fans. Um, I enjoyed Modern Warfare Two for what it was worth, um, but I kind of like lost track of the series after that. Anyway, what do we think about this? Uh, not really much to say, I guess. Uh, Ernest, since you you've joined us after a long time, we'll start with you. What do you reckon? Um, I think yeah. Overall, it's it's good news. A lot of people, you know, have a huge love for Modern Warfare Two. Um, you know, I played a lot of that one. Really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, there's that fan petition that got over what a hundred over a hundred thousand signatures. Um, it really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then um, over in China, they have um, it's like a port of Call of Duty called Call of Duty Online. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And that game, I want to say like seventy-five to eighty-five percent of it is just Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> so wow. I guess it's kind of a testament to how much you know people like that one. And yeah, I don't know how much of that game actually worked and drew people in? And if I remember correctly, that was the one that kind of started that record-breaking sales number year after year. You know, for the next few years after that. Yeah, I think it did actually. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. um, I think it did. I, I'm not sure if um, I think maybe World at War um, did quite well before it, but if it wasn't that, it was definitely Modern Warfare Two. That you know, biggest entertainment launch ever, kind of thing. That's what you're on about, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, if I remember right, it was the first one to to give Call of Duty you yeah. know, first entry to get that that title. <laughs> cool, man. Um, sweet, um, Neil. How about you? Yeah, it makes sense. In a way, as we were saying about. Uh, they do end up making some sort of remake. It does help to have someone who actually worked on the game in the first place. Mm. And, you know, as it was, there was pretty much no one left, so that's where I didn't really see a point in that. But, um, yeah, it's, if it works out for them, that's great. I also think Modern Warfare 2 was a pretty good game in multiplayer terms. You know, yeah, single player was ridiculous, but <laughs> who, who plays it for single player? I do. There you go. Sorry, <laughs> I, I did. I, I, I yeah. enjoyed. Is it? I start, is it? I start with single player. Yeah, I actually do. I, I never touched. Um, I never touched the multiplayer online multiplayer until um in the shooter sense until Destiny. So it was all about single player for me. As much as that is, I'm sure it's incredibly hard to believe in this day and age, but it's true. And I, I did have. Although I did have a kind of like 
sort of semi-biased towards it because it had two of my favourite actors in it uh, from UK TV, um, who was uh, the guy who did Captain Price, Billy um, uh. Murray, and uh, Craig Fairbrass, who did Ghost. But he, those two are quite famous over here for TV shows in the UK, so it was like, yeah, go on. <laughs> And and uh, injury claim adverts as well. Yeah, oh yeah, yes, yeah, the injury claim adverts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, cool. Uh, last but not least, Ben. Wow, that new IP, Call of Duty, is getting some new stuff. Wow. Yeah, I must admit, I can't wait. Uh, I don't know actually. A remake would be good. Though I must admit, I would like a remake of Black Ops just so I can get Zork again. I miss Zork. <laughs> Zork was amazing. <laughs> You know, speaking of remakes, Ben, I'm actually kind of surprised there hasn't been a HD trilogy release because it just screams that would be such an easy buck for them. And you know it would sell. It would sell. It really would sell. I'm actually kind of surprised. Sell it as a trilogy remake. They'd sell it one by one. Yeah, okay. For really? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> would, yeah. would. Seriously, that kind of thing would work really that well. Way they could have two Call of Duty games a year. You could have the actual yep. new Call of yeah. Duty and you could have your... Call of Duty HD remaster Modern Warfare. Yeah, exactly. But then the year after Modern Warfare Two, then the year after that Modern Warfare Three, and then the year after that you can have a trilogy bundle. Oh, (laughs) I think honestly though, they wouldn't do that until sales dip significantly on the main games. Yeah, it'll be like a a bolstering move if they do it. Yeah, they don't need to at the minute. They've got three studios working on the games as it is. It's like six, isn't it? Six studios. Is it very earnest or no? Uh, I'm sure what, it's, I mean, it's more than it's, three because oh you've no, got the, the Sledgehammer, Sledgehammer, Infinity Wards, and Raven. Uh, Raven. Yeah. Raven. Then you've got ne- Neversoft. Oh, you mean the, the number? Yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a number of studios. The three yeah. main ones are yeah, Infinity hmm. Ward, Treyarch, and then the newest of the three Sledgehammer games. Hmm. Who? Yeah. You know, just did Advanced Warfare. But yeah, you they do have other. Activision has other studios uh, that they own. Step in like yeah, Raven, uh, Neversoft to come and help. Oh yeah, usually yeah. with like the maps and multiplayer stuff. Yeah. All yeah. oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, they still yeah. work on it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They still, they still yeah. provide work on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, let's move on then. Um, to uh, this. Um, I couldn't um, uh, have the podcast and not actually mention this, even though it's just like vaporware up these days. Uh, the Last Guardian update. Sony files new trademark. Um, there's not really that much to say on it. The title says it all. Uh, the uh, trademark for The Last Garden was um, actually, it was seemingly abandoned. I think it was like earlier this year sometime, maybe a month ago or so. But now Sony has filed a new trademark for it. Um, this is actually the third time uh, the company has filed a trademark for the game since it was announced in 2009, or revealed in 2009, sorry. Um, just a few, just a bit of a backstory on it. Um uh, the Last Guardian was announced at E3 2009. It was originally due out in winter 2011. They actually did put a date on it. Uh, that was around the same time as they um, confirmed the Shadow of the Colossus Eco Collection, or Ico, however you pronounce it. Um, that was It was obviously delayed. Then uh, Fumito Ueda... Uh, how do you pronounce this now? Fumito Ueda? Is that how you say it? Silence. I'll take that as a yes. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Ueda-san... Um, he left to work on a uh, on a freelance basis at Sony, and he's still there working on it now. There's been rumours that it's coming to PS4. Jack Tratton said it uh, said it E3. I think it was 2013. I think it was um, that it had been put on the back burner. Sony denied this. They then said they're working diligently on the game, and they recently also said they're working under completely new circumstances or something like that. So 
Oh, I could put out probably a dozen, half a dozen, no, a dozen more stories on this game just from the last like year or so. But you know, there we go. It's the Last Guardian is still a thing, apparently. Uh, what do we all think about this? Is it ever going to come out at all, um, Neil? Yeah, it's really strange that it happens in the same week as this whole Kojima business. I tell you, you know, it's, it's clearly what he's doing next. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and you know, Valve saying they're not doing how. You know, basically rubbishing it that they're ever going to do Half-Life 3, they're probably going to help as well, you know, so let's just have the Vaporware family getting in and, hell, get 3D Realms in on it, and uh, you've got the whole shebang, I'd say. They can you, make know, it you know, not to derail the podcast too much, but why the hell is Half-Life 3 not happening yet? I mean, surely they must know that people want to play this game. I mean, I, I'm not a Half-Life follower at all, but even I know how much that game is requested. I mean, what's the whole thing right. with that? They don't need they it. Make, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They don't need it. They make so much money off of Steam. Steam. Oh, course, there's yeah. there's not much of a like a a monetary incentive for them yeah. to. They want to do hardware, it. really. Basically, why make a game when you can bu- make hats? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And the go. hats don't even have to be real. Yeah, that, like. There's that. There's Dota. It brings them in tons of money as well. It's. They they got all the money they'll ever need, and it's just been too long at this point. I think yeah, it's been bother. Too long. Talk about too long. How about Shenmue Three? Sega, listening. <laughs> yes, Sega will be dead in the ground at this rate. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, don't don't. I think I just collapse and go into a coma. Happened. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ryu's still stuck in that cave, man. After all those years, you know. <laughs> For those of you who have played Shenmue Two, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Let's put. Whoa, whoa, catch it. Come back here. Come back here. Okay, let's pull the topic right back on course. Um, I forgot what I was on about now. Oh, yeah, The Last Guardian. Ernest, how about you? Your take on this story? Oh, man. I wanted to, I wanted to see the light of day someday, but yeah, me it's, too. It's, it's hard to be hopeful after, what, over half a decade of yeah. just waiting. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane to think that um, they haven't made a game or shipped a game, a full game, by the way, not not a re- not a remaster, a full game since two thousand and six. Right, in ten that, years, yeah, yeah, and not yeah. shown like anything, no yeah. details, no, not even like con- some concept art, you know, nothing to no. to tease us with. <laughs> it's blatant. It's bla- I think we can all agree it is blatantly PS4 now. It would. It's probably oh, yeah. PS4 next gen for what? Well, sorry, current gen, whatever you want to call it, for the last couple of years. So it probably moved. They probably moved it over as soon as as soon as like PS4 was like a real thing at Sony. They probably just right, okay, let's yeah, we'll move this to PS4 yeah. now. But yeah, and whenever they say you know, oh, it's technically still being worked on, like they did you know a year ago, or whatever. Like, <laughs> what is it like a guy sitting in a cubicle, you know, writing down stuff or sketching <laughs> sketching yeah. things out? Like, yes, we technically yeah. have work being done on it. Because there's one employee sitting in a corner, a single pop doing pop something, pop a single guy yeah. just there. Yeah. A <laughs> I honestly think that's it—that someone's <laughs> just got some big dirt on someone high up at Sony and Team Ico, and they're just like, "Well, we don't really want to work on a game. We're just going to pretend we are, and you <laughs> for years on end." It's like, yeah, you can't rush art. Right? <laughs> can't yeah, that's, rush that's what yeah. 3D Realm said, and uh, yeah, <laughs> 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 forever. We all know that. <laughs> oh God, yeah. So true. Uh, finally, Ben, how about you? Uh, it'll come out one day, maybe, kind of, possibly. Gearbox <laughs> make it. If yeah. it's real. If it... Yeah, Gearbox make it, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. 
a lot of people don't know the fact that Ico was a PS4 game before it jumped shipped as well. So hopefully that's just what's happened with this. Yeah, yeah, good point. Very good point. Cool. Um, well, let's um, shift gear now. Let's move on a sec. Um, oh, Ben, actually, while I am just scrolling down the page here, um, there was some Final Fantasy fourteen news about the expansion. Um, do you uh, do you want to talk about that at all? Because you probably know quite a lot uh, about it. If you don't, if you haven't memorized it, don't worry. I'll just carry uh, on. Ah, oh, I've memorized everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, well, uh, talk about it, man. If you want, go ahead. The Heaven's Ward Collector's Edition is up for pre-order now, and the normal edition is up for pre-order now, and the digital collector's edition for PC is up for pre-order now. PS4 version is up in the air right now. Okay. Uh, if you pre-order, it's a rip-off price of 129.99 for the collector's edition. <laughs> I love how you put that. It's a rip-off price. Uh, <laughs> or 40. 4.99 for the digital collector edition, or forty pounds for the standard edition. Mm. Um, or is it fifty-four nine? I can't remember. It's fifty-four forty-four nine nine. It's one of those two. Um, yeah, I remember seeing the prices here. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah pre-order started now. The game will come out next month on June twenty-third. But if you pre-order it, you should get a code that will allow you to play the the expansion four days before the actual game comes out. Uh, as a pre-order bonus is early access. Oh, okay. So, so even if your game doesn't arrive in time, you'll still be able to download it. Though, there will be a code in the box which you have to redeem with your account. So after, the, I think it's normally two weeks. Yeah. If you if you don't redeem that code in two weeks, you lose access to the expansion pack as the code is just, the early access code is just so you can play it until you know your delivery's arrived. Oh, cool. That That's, way, uh, if you if it's late, then you can, you're not missing out on time. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> what's in the? Uh, sorry. Um. What's actually in the collector's edition? I had a brief glance at it. Okay. So you want to know what's in the rip-off collector's edition? For <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, you'll get a soundtrack, an art book, right. uh, some digital content. You'll get a Griffin mount, a hel- a cane helmet, and a little minion. I can't remember who. The, I think it's a Cecil minion, if I'm rightly. Uh, oh, right. The minions and the helmets are just... Well, the helmet isn't cosmetic, but it'll probably be the stats won't be good enough that you'll be using it high level anyway. Mm. And the minion is just cosmetic. It follows you around. All oh, right. And the Griffin mount is one of the first new flying mounts because they're adding flying mounts, flying mounts to the expansion pack. Yeah. Um, only the new areas will support flying, by the way. The old areas will not support them. Mm. Okay. But basically, you can just go on your flying mount and fly around the whole area, and there'll be like floating islands and secret areas that you can get to. Oh, cool! Um, so, are you um okay? Well, you're obviously you're big on this kind of stuff, yeah. collector's editions. I take it you're not getting this then. Yeah, pre-ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> you asked the wrong guy for that. Oh, it's like okay, so you are getting the rip-off um, collector's edition. Also, rip-off you get a dragon right. statue as well. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, um, I should I still put the rip-off edition because of the fact that Square Enix decided that it should be £129, €129, and $129. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we get, we're paying quite a bit more than everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Story of our lives. Yeah. Cool, uh, that was pretty awesome, actually, Ben. Um, that's um, yeah. Did you have to read? Did were you reading something in front of you? Do you actually remember all that? I remembered all that. Blimey! <laughs> I know, because I got up at seven a.m. in the morning on Monday to try and pre-order it, <laughs> and then the store crashed after five minutes, and nobody could get a copy. Oh, I remember you saying actually. Yeah. And then I was shot. up on Wednesday and got my copy, and 
I, funny enough, the store crashed after I got my copy. So I put on Twitter <laughs> like a, a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a arrogant, you know what? Yeah. Uh thank you, Square, for opening the store for me to pre order but and then closing it again. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you crashed you cra- you you started you crashed games, then you're crashing stores, Ben. When's it gonna stop? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sweet, cool. So, um, yeah. Thanks for that. Um, well, actually, um, I should probably say, um, apart from Ben, obviously, um, I don't play it, but um, Ernest, do you play FF14 at all? I do not, no. Oh, I'm surprised, actually. I thought you'd be the Final Fantasy type, you know, online type. As if... Yeah, it seems interesting. I, I just kind of avoid MMOs. I don't ah, want to oh, yeah. deal with any addiction problems that might arise. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> um, Neil, how about you? I can't remember if you play this at all. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, that's still pretty damn awesome, and I do love the um, look of a collector's edition regardless. Ernest, if, I'd recommend it... you giving it a try. It, uh, it's very sort of... It's good for people who can't play it. You know, it's a good MMO for people who can't be on much. Really? Huh. Maybe maybe like I'll the, try it. Right, you've got, the, you got like the poetic cat where you can only get a certain amount per week. You get like a daily bonus... For doing that, you know, you, you can get 450 poetics, which is end game currency. Uh-huh. If you if you do the daily quest, uh, you get 75, which you can do once a day. So if, even if you can only log in to do one dungeon, if you do it a week, once a week, once a day per week, you've got your poetics. Huh. Uh, that's pretty that's cool. Pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. You also pretty get like little rewards for stuff like that for you know doing it. You know, once a day, a bit but not you know. Yeah. The dungeon will take you about 30 minutes to 40 minutes, depending on how lucky you are with people. Hmm. You know, That's if, not bad. if you get a load of new yeah. people, then it's going to take you a lot longer. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You get veterans <laughs> that know how to be in. I remember like Beret Flocks, where it used to take like 40 minutes. Yeah. But we'd enter it and be in like 15 minutes because we're so <laughs> overgeared compared to the area. <laughs> Your gear requirement for this area is level 60. We walk in with like level 120. Like, yeah, we're a, bit, we're a bit, bit high level. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool, actually. Nice. Um, well, thanks for that again, Ben. I thought it was worth bringing that up. Um, just a quick one here. Not really. We don't really need to comment on this. I'll just do a quick few um, quick five stories. Our PlayStation View launched in a few cities in the US um, the other day. It's starting at fifty dollars per month. That's the PlayStation TV streaming uh, TV service uh, for streaming. Um, there's various different packages there. Um, they're going to roll it out in other territories soon. I think it was New York, Chicago, and Philadelphia, for the record. Uh, Dying Light has hit 3.2 million players since it's launched in January, which is pretty good. Um, Neil, I expect you'll be pleased to hear that since you enjoyed the game. Yeah, I am very much so. It's uh, nice to see people enjoyed it. The fact that it went to number one in the UK like a month after it came out digitally, yeah, you know, you know, ahead of the order, which had come out the week before, just shows people still want zombies. And... Amazingly so, yeah. They still want zombies. Um uh, this next one, um, we're, we're comment more on this. Obviously, this is a quick five one. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront is coming early to current generations consoles, and it's going to be shown. The debut gameplay is going to be shown off at the Star Wars. Hold on, just wait for the page to load. Star Wars celebration in April. Thank you, Ernest. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's, there's not really that much we know about the game so far. Um, it's going to be powered by Frostbite Three. I think that's for the engine, which the same one behind um, Battlefield Four and Hardline. 
Um, it's going to be released this holiday to coincide with Star Wars Force Awakens, and the game will include Hoth and Endor, which are obviously locations from the Star Wars films. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is a massively anticipated game. Um, guys, what do we think about this? Are we bothered at skipping last gen? I'm not, because, you know, to be, to be honest, last gen is holding back a lot of games in terms of their visual quality and uh, their kind of like performance. Just look at Resident Evil Revelations 2. I mean, it looks like Resident Evil 4. It really does look like a. It, it, it's not a great looking game. But it wishes it could be Resi 4 in graphics, to be honest. It's that bad. Looking. Oh, it's worse then, is it? Oh, I can't remember. I find personally, but it's just oh, me. Right. But then, you know, it you was definitely give it with uh, the first revelations because it was a 3DS port. But yeah, with this one, it was like they had no excuse. Well, they do, the beta version, I suppose, but. Even that could manage PlayStation 3 graphics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, compare it to Resident Evil 5 and 6, it's definitely a lot worse. And those games, you know, Resident Evil 5 is over, is six years old. So, yeah, that's, um, any, um, anyway, sorry, getting back on track, I'm Star Wars Battlefront. So, yeah, what do we think about this, guys? Um, let's start with Ernest. Uh, I'm excited for it. I'm glad, yeah, that it's going to be current gen only. Uh, they don't have to worry about, you know, cutting out features in order for it to, or like visuals, so yeah. it'll pour down nicely. Um, yeah. I am a little worried about you know how how it'll perform, you know, bugs and server issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. EA hasn't had the best track record, yeah. uh, you know, recent times with that. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I'm hoping it works <laughs> right because the uh, you know multiplayer is going to be a big part of that. Cool, man. Um, Ben, how about you? You talk about EA servers, I still find them a lot better than um, Ubisoft. Whenever I buy an Ubisoft game, I think, oh, it's got multiplayer. Well, I won't be playing that for the first two weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited for... I'm not a big fan. I don't really like Star Wars that much, but Battlefront games I do like. Which, oh, really? That sounds a bit weird, but... No, no, I just... I'm, I don't, I assume you like Star Wars because you're into um, a lot of the um, kind of like... Uh, yeah. Trying to find a... You know what I mean? You're yeah. into a lot of, you know, you're into yeah. Final Fantasy. You're into all the, all the kind of stuff that you thought. Yeah. Ga- gamers usually love Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge fan of them, yeah. but at the all same right. time, I like the Battlefront series because it's it's fun more than anything. Ah, uh, well, I've never played Battlefield, but I like Star Wars. <laughs> so yeah, I think you'll like it. So. All right, cool. Um, are you glad that it's not? Um, yeah, uh, I'm very happy. Yeah. Okay. Didn't even need to say it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right. Um, last but not least, Neil, Mr. Bolt. Oh yes, uh, oh, quite like playing it as well. I quite enjoyed the original Battlefront and two, and uh, yeah, being current gen is perfectly fine now at this point. It's like I was surprised recently when they said that about Mortal Kombat ten, you know, delaying the the last gen release. It's like, well, you could just cancel it. To be honest, at this point, it's, yeah, <laughs> it is far enough in that people really shouldn't be getting angry anymore about not getting a version on PS3. Yeah, that's true. It's like, yeah, and you know, I mean, Battle, you know, Battlefront's you know, what end of the year at least, and yeah, all day. So, yeah. so you know, at that point, I mean, Dying Light was a recent example of that, actually, where you know they scrapped the last gen versions, and probably a little too late in the lifeline to make it, you know, better than it was, but it certainly probably improved it from what it would have been. Oh, did they? Um. I, I must have missed that. They were uh, they were going to make it on PS4. Uh, sorry, PS3 and 360, were they? Yeah, yeah. Originally they were. And oh right. They, wow. they, mm. Later on, they said, "Oh no, no, we're we're scrapping that." Sorry, like that. People got narky about it, of course, but mm. 
usually the same sort of people that get narky because there's not enough games coming out for new consoles that I can't play on my old ones. But <laughs> yeah, it, and yeah, I think it did benefit from that. Yeah, greatly. It's just not great big details, but just little things that worked into it. I said well, if they'd had the entire cycle just being on current gen, they would have made an even better game than they did. Yeah. So yeah, any game that does it now, I think, will benefit from it greatly. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad, I'm glad to see it with Battlefront. Yeah, definitely. I am um, again. I'm not trying to derail things, but I will be glad just to see a current gen only Resident Evil game. <laughs> Which will happen, yeah. No, of course, yeah. Seven, oh, yeah. blatantly seven, yeah. Oh, well, whatever. I wonder who will be funding it though. Yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> point. Will it be Microsoft? Will it be Sony? Will it be Nintendo? <laughs> I might as well say it in a minute. Well, we've been there before with Nintendo, so look what happened with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, let's um, we'll wrap up the news now. Well, I think I've been, uh, this is a good one to finish on. Now, God of War 3 Remastered, and that's for PS4. This is, of course, the 2010 God of War title originally on PS3. It's going to be coming to PS4 on July the 14th this year. Uh, it's going to be $39.99. Thanks for that, Ben, by the way, the price. Um, <laughs> it's also going to run at uh, 10, uh, 1080p at 60 frames per second. And they also, I believe there's quotes about it. Uh, here we go. It's uh, going to contain a new photo, which contains a quote, a wealth of creative camera and lighting options, allowing for them to freeze, edit, and share photo- photos of all of Kratos' bloodthirsty exploits. Uh, also, apparently, the uh, um, texture resolution is meant to be four times greater than that of the PS3 version. So there we go. Um, I I remember this. Um, I'm not surprised this is happening, but I remember the initial rumors were of God of War. Um, oh Christ's sake! What was the um, prequel game from a few years ago, guys? Ascension. 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 Yeah, Ascension. I thought it would have been Ascension because that was rumored for a while. But I suppose three is more popular, and it was yeah, a, be- I mean, be a better game. Like, yeah, Ascension was bollocks. To me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. Um, yeah. So um, there, I'm not surprised about this at all. Um, um, actually, Neil, may as well start with you. How do you feel about this? Yeah, I've always got a soft spot for God of War series. I love the soundtrack to it mainly and just the whole use of Greek mythology. But you know, God of War 3 was like the first game I played in HD. All right. I played most of my first few years on PS3 on a rubbish TV, not being able to see things properly. Grand Theft Auto 4 was a nightmare because you could barely see what the little caption said at the bottom. Yeah, uh, I had that with Dead Rising 1. It was just... Yeah, yeah, oh, that was interesting. Yeah, you could yeah. have the... Uh... <laughs> You couldn't read um, Otis's bloody messages, could you? It was just absolutely yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying, bitch? I can't. Yeah. I used to keep dying on Pharmacy 13 because I couldn't work out how much health I had left. It's, it's stuff like that. It's, it's crazy. And then the difference, and these days you just don't give a second thought to it and people whinge about what frame rate it is. But, yeah, oh, I'd love to see it work in a, you know, even higher power. I still think probably a little too much on the price, considering mm. that, you know, is it really worth that much more to get four times better graphics? Yeah, you, I thought maybe a budget. Well, you could probably get it about for a fiver in England. Yeah. If you wanted to on a PS3 or, you know, PS Now, you can stream it, as I believe you did recently, didn't you, Ben? Uh, can't really talk about that. Oh no, you can't. Sorry, no. In, in your mind, Ben, you you yeah, did it. Yeah, if mind. that certain thing could exist, it would yeah. be nice. That would have been one of those things you would have definitely done, isn't it, Ben? I, I don't know if I can or not, but one day maybe some sort of wizard would allow me to do that. Yeah, I know. When they when they evolve such technology that you can stream games to your console, yeah, 
Anyway, it's uh, diverting that before yeah. it goes to disaster. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, I, I I would gladly play a nice remastered God of War three, but God of War four would be nice too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny. I'm um, speaking of um, streaming and stuff. Um, actually, PlayStation. I should mention PlayStation now. Uh, the beta in the UK is going to kick off in the spring. So um, yeah, the spring. The spring, uh, not now. Spring. Not now. Yeah, in spring. Yes, <laughs> Americans. Americans already have uh, already um, enjoyed this, but our ones, it, well, our ones coming at last in the spring. So there we go. So that's yeah. good. The spring yeah. guys. Yeah, the spring. Uh, there's, no, there's no way possibly that Ben has ever played anything to do with PS Now. Yes. <laughs> Not right now. Never. Okay, Ernest, what do you think? <laughs> God, I'm trying to remember what we were talking about. Uh, God of War Three remastered. All <laughs> oh, right, God of War Three. Uh, I mean, makes sense. Easy money. I don't really care that much personally since I'm like huge. I'm not a huge God of War fan, but uh-huh. um, I'd be willing to bet that we might see maybe the HD collection of one and two come over at some point as well. Who knows? Yeah, that would be good. That would be pretty good. Yeah, it would make sense as well. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. Um, finally, last but not least, Ben, uh, you're capping off the com- news comments for this podcast, so um, uh, go ahead. Um. Yeah, I can't wait for it. I, I I had a lot of I've watched the uh the charity stream on Friday free. Uh-huh. Uh there was they did a ten hour marathon stream of God of War. They played all the games in speedrun in that time. Wow. <laughs> um they beat God of War I know I watched God of War One and God of War uh Chains of Olympus. The guy beat Chains of Olympus in fifty minutes. 50 minutes, jeez. Wow. Yeah, you That's see even and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, the, his record was 47 minutes. Jeez. Uh, like the infinity jump wow. glitch and stuff like that. And the, then they beat Golden War 1 in an hour and 35 minutes, I think it was. Yeah. Bloody hell. That's impressive. Um, anyway, it was a good stream. Anyway, they, they gave away the remaster and stuff like that. It was the remaster, yeah, I can't wait for it. Uh, by the way, some God. weird God of War facts from that stream. Uh-huh. Uh, Kratos used to be blue. He also used to be blind and carried a baby on his back. <laughs> and weird. He used to have a pet dog. Wow, how different can you get? Yeah, and some of the tech demos looked really weird. And he also looked he looked like a crazy Spartan at one point. Uh, so what was yeah. It? Yeah, what was uh, it I said to you in the uh, chat? And said you can imagine David Jaff going to Sony with that, and then just shaking their head, looking at each other, going, <laughs> "Yeah, Dave, mate, Dave, you know uh, that's just a little bit too weird. Can you just make it some psychopathic bloke who loses his family through murder and covers <laughs> himself in their ashes? Deal. Yeah, that's fine. Some bull bloke who gets angry a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Gary, uh, what, no, no, Greg, you know Greg Miller. Yep. He yep. kissed the. Direct, technical director of God of War at the end of the stream. Uh, if they, <laughs> I, I don't know if they did it or not, but basically the whole stream was dedicated to a charity called Able, Able Gamers, and the money during the stream went to the charity. And they hmm. joked to said the fact that if they reached ten thousand dollars, they would strip Greg naked and paint him <laughs> like Kratos. <laughs> I don't know if it happened. But... <laughs> I would get you two ten thousand dollars or not, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if it actually happened. I'd have to look online somewhere, but yeah. That was I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen no news of it yet. So. <laughs> yeah. I won't be looking for that for obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, so yeah. 
Yeah, it's like if they reach five thousand, they'll go off and get the paint, and if they reach ten thousand, they would paint paint Greg like Kratos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all for a good cause, though. So yeah. fair play to him. Anyway, so yeah. Cool. Imagine that if you in an alternate universe where you paint Kratos as a blind man carrying a baby. Imagine how that would have turned out. Zeus. Would he still have been angry? That's the question. <laughs> Wouldn't really have the same impact, would it? <laughs> would he just be angry because he bumped into things a lot? Angry at the baby for crying or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, my toe, but does have Olympus. <laughs> just see Kratos screaming at Zeus and then hear the baby crying. Cease <laughs> your wailing, child. Oh, look what you've done, Zeus. You made him cry. <laughs> how much, how much anger do you want to get me, Zeus? You would disrespect me and you threat my baby. (laughs) I must change the nappy of despair. (laughs) (laughs) It grows dark with the sleeping forest. The poop of Olympus. The poop of Olympus. Okay, well that's that on a funny note, that um we that's um caps off the um news there. We're gonna um That was last week basically. (laughs) Yeah, that was last week. So if you forgot what last week was, now you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Before we get into our um, discussion about um, Konami and everything, we're just going to go through some reviews. We've got quite a um, few reviews here. So what I will do, I can't possibly read out all the stuff that we usually do because we'll be here forever. What we'll do is just go through the scores and everything, what we've done. So first we got up, um, we've got Final Fantasy Type-0 HD by Tim uh, Tim Nunes. Um, He gave it a, again, I'm having to um, scan through the pages, so I apologise for the slight pause there. A 7.5 out of 10. I'll read the final word on everything, though. Uh, Type Zero may not yield the kind of complete package that RPG lovers may be loving to have, but the narrative potency and the gratification of combat will reward in spades anyone who enjoys an impactful experience. Nicely put. Um, Next up, we have a... Resident Evil Revelations 2 Episode 4 Metamorphosis by yours truly. Um, this is <laughs> Mr. Michael Harridans for those of you who don't know my best name. Ever. Yeah, oh, thank you. No, that's not true, but never mind. Um, <clears throat> uh, this was the final episode of Revelations 2, which is now actually out, um, as a boxed game. It's worth mentioning. Um, I gave us an 8.5 out of 10, simply saying Resident Evil Revelations 2 caps off its four part run with a satisfying final. And I was impressed by it. I was actually kind of shocked at some of the lower scores for this because I thought it was really good. Uh, player scenario was pretty short, but apart from that, I was really impressed with it. I I thought this was one of the better Resident Evil games as a whole package. It's definitely one of the better Resident Evil games I've played in a while. I really mean that. I th- I was very impressed. I was so, going to say, what would you rate it as an overall game? Um, I probably have to come back to you on that because I need to play it again. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, I would definitely be. We're definitely talking probably probably an eight or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good game. Definitely better than Resident Evil 6. Definitely. That is like the lowest bar to set. Yeah, I know. know. It's the nearest thing people think of. Um, uh, Next up, we have um, Battlefield Hardline by our very own Ernest Ling. Uh, Ernest, you actually um, attended an event to review this, didn't you? You got to fly to, um, where was it? San Francisco? Yeah, it's the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, specifically Redwood City, where EA is headquartered. So I got to sit... Uh, at the EA and play that game and yeah that's wicked man lucky yeah. game. Um, you gave us a la, 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 seven, ooh, 7 out of 10 
Uh, you summarize mm. Battlefields jump to law enforcement and lawbreakers doesn't rob a franchise of its essence, but fails to bring enough heat to to woo non fans. So decent game, but nothing spectacular, then, eh? Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you enjoy Battlefield, you'll probably like this one. But you know, if you don't care for it, or you know, you're dead set on the military theme, yeah. And cops and robbers don't appeal to you, then it's kind of a pass. Cool, fair play, man. Yeah. Um, what just quickly while I'm going through this um, uh, this this next review, um, what uh, what's the online like for it? Um, it's a little bit fat, more little bit more faster pace um, than uh, you know some of the previous battlefields. I wish there was more destructible stuff, honestly. All right, uh, but yeah, it's, it's still battlefield. Cool. Um, cool. Um, uh, sorry. Um, uh, did you have something to say, um, Neil? Yeah, sorry. I just I wanted to go back to a story Ernest told us about the event. All right, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Just, oh uh, well, I see. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to s- speak on that though. <laughs> oh, what? No, about the soundtrack. Oh, about the soundtrack. Okay. Playing over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Yup. Um. Yeah. The particular uh, event that I was playing it at, it just kept. They kept looping uh, the same songs over and over again because there's in the campaign maybe a ha- like a handful, like half a dozen songs that they have, but then they just kept blaring it repeatedly. Yeah, and I, it, it I think you felt like a weird my... Twilight Zone oh, game sure. journalist hell of just what am I doing here? This is such a bizarre, <laughs> bizarre moment <laughs> you know, where I'm sitting for hours on end and I've heard, you know, whoop. It's the sound of the police over and over again. Oh, and God. I will be completely fine if I don't have to hear that song for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, you have my sympathy. Um, yeah. Thanks for that, Ernest. Um, next up, <laughs> have next. Oh, yeah. Um, if you want to level up really fast in Battlefield Hardline, mm. get a car, okay? Get a car. Yeah. Find a building and drive around the building. Really? And you will level up and gain money, a lot of money. Uh, watch Angry Joe's video. He he got he got nine thousand XP, and all he did was drive around the building. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because you... you do get like yeah the points and XP for yeah. just driving vehicles. To help, you know they're trying to encourage yeah, it, the, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've got loads in the beta like that. So yeah. if you yeah. want to be, he's number nine in the world for the amount of cash per minute. Jeez. <laughs> and all he's done is drive around buildings. So if you want to be the best at Battlefield Hardline, drive around some buildings. Don't shoot people. <laughs> this isn't a shooting game. This is a drive around the building simulator. <laughs> it's NASCAR buildings. Oh, well, thanks for that tip, Ben. <laughs> um, great. Uh, moving on from Battlefield Hardline there. Um, that was quite bizarre. Uh, we have Bladestorm Nightmare. By Gary Bagdasarov. Um, he gave us a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, he said, a strategic, sorry, a strategic hack and slash with an impressive upgrade system in Welcome Nightmare mode, but it feels, but it looks bland and combat often feels shallow. I played this actually um, at that Tecmo Koei event, and it was pretty cool actually in a way. It was obviously, you know, it's very, very um, strategy driven, which is pretty, uh, that, that kind of appealed to me, but it's very confusing, and I definitely agree. 
that it looked like arse. I mean, really, the graphics were pretty poor. It looks pretty terrible. It really does look, <laughs> really does look bad. I mean, you've, I, I expect this express disappointment at Resident Evil Revelations. That makes it look like a bloody um, PS4 game. I mean, it really does look, it does look really bad. We're talking like early gen PS3 graphics. I was actually shocked at how rubbish it looked. <laughs> to be blunt, <laughs> to be blunt. But there we go. Um, next up, we have Evolve. Um, review by Fraser Miller. This one's a little bit late coming, but we've been uh, we apologise for that because we uh, it didn't actually get edited until late because um, we had we were just completely snowed under with various things. So there we go. Um, but this is uh, this um, Fraser gave us an eight point five. He says with its balanced class uh, class based teamwork oriented gameplay, great graphics and slick mechanics that keep you playing into the wee hours of the night, evolve itches that competitive urge and feels a lot more evolved than your standard run of the mill shooter. I played Evolve at 2K last summer, and I liked it. Apparently, I was one of the only people who seemed to like it from previews around that time, but I, I thought it was cool. Although, to be fair, I was sitting in the same room as people I was playing, um, teaming up with. So, um, yeah, that, that was kind of an advantage, but I liked it. I I don't have... I'm so lucky I didn't review that because I would have ripped that game a new one. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that's harsh, man. Uh, next, we have um, Solner X2 Final Prototype. This is by, oh, Neil Bolt. Awesome. Oh, that guy again. That guy oh, who again. Who is that yeah. guy? I heard he is famous. Oh, what? Man, you've been cranking these reviews out, Neil. Very impressive. Um, <laughs> and you gave this a 7 out of 10. You said, uh, Solna X2 Final Prototype and its DLC, the last chapter, provide a wonderful trip down Murray Lane for, the, for more mature gamers out there. But the penalty for that is that the game flaunts its influences to the detriment of its own personality. Nicely said. Um, so, yeah, these pretty decent game from the look of it. Right, um, Neil? Yeah, it's, it's a good little thing to have on your Vita, especially, I'd say. I mean, the game itself is five years old because it was a PS3 game on the old PSN years ago. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, if you remember games like R-Type and that, it's yeah. pretty much like that. It's uh, just laser fire filling the screen and absolutely going mental trying to... <laughs> sort of, sorry, my wife just came in. <laughs> Hello, Neil's wife. Hello, special guest, Neil's wife. <laughs> she nods. Okay. <laughs> she was trying to get a jumper and it got stuck on the chair. Uh, I won't re- say what she just did a second ago because it was rather vulgar. It's oh. like, uh, she made a horrible gesture. That's it. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> oh, great. Um, uh, sorry, were you say were you uh, were you finished there, Neil, on that game? I wasn't finished. No. Okay. <laughs> Before that vulgar gesture. Before that vulgar gesture. <laughs> um, yes, it's a brilliantly old school game, but as I said, it copies the old school game so much that yeah, it doesn't feel like its own thing. And uh, compared to those, it gets repetitive very quickly. Mm. Uh, it's like. It's you know, fine to a degree, but it's you can complete the main game in less than an hour and be done if uh-huh. you really didn't give a, you know, a care to doing any more than that. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'd say definitely people who've grown up in that era of those games would pretty much enjoy it, and I did. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it on that one. Wicked boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Please next don't up. ever say that again. <laughs> no, <don't. laughs> you can edit anything out of this podcast. That's the bit you should edit out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just thought I'd 
throw throw something out there to make sure you're all still listening. <laughs> um, next up, we have Dane Smith review of um, oh, this is a mouthful. Atelier Shali Alchemist of the Dusk Sea PS4 review. Um, wow, where does the game? Where does Dane get these games from, man? I never heard of half of these. He will, not, he will not review anything unless you can't pronounce it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I hope I did all right there, Dane, if you're listening um, and didn't butcher that name. But that's the great thing about Dan. He does reviews a lot of these. He does review a lot of these uh, JRPGs. Some would say more obscure games, but um, there we go. Um, he gave us an eight out of ten. Uh, a solid title that ends the Dust trilogy on a positive note. New and altered gameplay mechanics will determine if you rank this above or below Ishka or Logi or Logi, whatever that is. Uh, but either way, it's still a must-have for Atelier and TK RPG fans. So that's an eight out of ten, and we have one more left. Ladies and gentlemen, um, and that is five star wrestling. I think this is by Neil. Yes, it is by Neil Bolt again. Oh, uh, Neil, man. yes, stop doing reviews, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I can't. it's a problem. I need, I need an intervention. Re- reviewers Anonymous, yeah. <laughs> anonymous. yeah. Uh, Neil, what did you give this game? Because my computer's being slow and I don't want to. Speak. I gave this game six out of ten, which to be honest, on first impression, I never thought I'd be giving this game because I. The first impression of it was terrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it to uh, avoid any uh, potential licensing and suing problems, they uh, take s- several well-known wrestlers and give them these pun-based names. Like, well, for people that know wrestling, we'll go with it. Um, there's a nice amalgamation of John Cena and The Rock that is called Johnny Myvere, <laughs> and there is. Uh, <laughs> Oh, was, uh, Jeff Hardy is uh, Greg Hardy. Uh, uh, yeah, Randy Orton is Andy Organ. It's, it's <laughs> Andy just, Organ. <laughs> Andy Organ. It's just like the it, it's stuff like that, and it's painful. And the fact that the game looks, you know, we've been talking about games that look like ass, and this this looks like the inside of that ass. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> yeah. For a PS3 game, even it's just unforgivable that it looks that bad sometimes. Yeah, it's. A, they, they, I mean, they come. Yeah, they come from a mobile game background, so you can forgive them that to a degree. But the thing that turned it round, yeah, this was the way they dealt with the actual wrestling. Yeah. It is you know, most wrestling games they treat it like a beat 'em up, you know, yeah. just you know brawling out and hitting your big special moves and stuff. This one treats it. Like wrestling is, which is a choreographed fight between two people, and you, know, you you hit your high spots, you do whatever you need to you know, involve the crowd, and you get rated yeah. accordingly. So you know you're always going for a five star rating, hence the name. And you know to do that, you need to sort of follow what a wrestling match would normally do. So if you're a heel, you need to play like a heel, um, yeah. which is a bad guy for anyone that doesn't know wrestling, and. Yeah, so you know you want to do cheap shots and sliding out of the ring, being cowardly stuff like that. And it, it's that side of it's really good. It's ridiculous how good that side of it is. And yeah, it's just a shame that so much of the other stuff in the game is not up to that at all. I mean, the rosters you know, really small. I mean, there are fighting games out there that have twice the roster easily. And so I think there's probably less than a dozen in the game and the arenas are a bit rubbish and uh, the animation on some of the moves is a bit uh what did i describe it as in the review 
for wrestling fans was uh, like Sin Cara convulsing on a pogo stick, which yeah. <laughs> I know, unless you know wrestling, you won't get that. But it's it, it was perfectly put in, in that sense. But yeah, and yeah, you know, it's a shame as well that it's on PS3 only because I don't know. It would probably have served better, you know, if it was on Vita or something as well, and it had a character creator. That would negate the problem with the you know, small roster. Mm. You, know, you just make your own fake wrestlers or your own real wrestlers if you want. Yeah, and I'd say I hope they get a chance to do a sequel on newer console, like with a PS4 or even PC or whatever. But they, because I think they've got the basics down. The gameplay is really, really good. It's just a shame that it's you know, enveloped in such shite. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Oh, God. Um, cool. Well, thanks for that, man. Um, that actually brings us to the end of reviews. Um, we get, what we're going to do now is, um, as I mentioned, we have a kind of a, a, a quite a big topic to talk about. And that's, of course, the whole um, issue with Konami and Hideo Kojima this week. Um, I want to try, if I, if, if I so may, is be a bit cheeky and ask someone else to start this because I'm my voice is starting to get very, very um, <laughs> hoarse right now and everything after speaking so much. I wondered, Ernest, if you'd like to kind of like deliver a sort of a, just go about the, the background on this to get us started and everything or what, what sort of happens since you brought it up before? Yeah, yeah, and I've been, I've been following it pretty closely. Yeah, cool. Well, if you, um, if you just want to kick off, start wherever you want to, you know, talking your own words, then, you know, and we're just like chipping and everything as we go on. So um, take it away, man. Mm-hmm. Well, it started what uh, a few days ago, Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday night, Thursday. Yeah. Uh, when uh, people, I think it first initially started when people noticed that all the marketing materials, uh, you know, this is images on the websites, social media accounts, uh, were being stripped of the uh, Hideo Kojima game um, title and also the Kojima Productions logo. Um, that's then came Thursday for sure when, you know, Konami, uh, had their executive, you know, switch around, um, and a list of what their executive team was going to be. And it dropped Hideo Kojima, who was sort of in charge, it was like content, um, who's the content officer sort of overseeing all their, uh, digital entertainment. So their games and, you know, games business and whatnot. Um, and so it was really alarming to people, you know, what was going to happen to them, um, you know, and then uh, what else did we have happen? Uh, Kojima Productions Los Angeles, which was the new U.S.-based studio, was changed to Konami Los Angeles Studio. Um, and then the big one that we got was uh, Insider Scoop uh, that GameSpot actually picked up on from ins- an inside source over at Kojima Productions slash Konami, uh, who found out there had been, you know, they said there was a falling out between Kojima and company uh, and Konami, and that they had been basically exiled, um, kind of, there's a ban on communications, they don't have access to, like, phone lines and their corporate email, and that they'll be limited in the amount of press and public appearances they can uh that they can show up at as well as um you know what they can say to the public and then the next day we saw that konami was now hiring for a new metal gear 
uh, key staff. Um, and then soon after, a few hours later, they had the joint statement with Kojima saying that, okay, Metal Gear Solid Five is still going to be fine. It's going to release on the originally scheduled launch date on September 1st for North America and Europe. Um, and then Kojima's reassured fans that, you know, he's still 100% involved um, with the Phantom Pain. But um, Konami did say that they are already uh, res- they're said resolved to develop new Metal Gear. Um, and part of that GameSpot story I forgot to mention was that uh, Kojima and a lot of the other heads of uh, Kojima Productions are only working as contractors. Yeah. That they are no longer employees of Konami and that their contract expires in December after the game ships and, you know, they do the f- first few months of, you know, support, uh, you know, especially with the online component. I'm sure they'll they'll need to fix it, iron out some bugs here and there, but not looking good. Um, it was, for me personally, since I'm a huge Metal Gear fan, uh, it was a Same. huge bummer, huge bummer throughout Thursday, Friday, just, you know, seeing, a, you know, a great, great game creator, um, kind of, it feels like he's being, being betrayed. Um, and he was their last huge star and really, really pushing, uh, Konami still further into that console space. Uh, otherwise, you know, the rest of the stuff they do is merchandising and mobile, I think like browser games, stuff like that. Yeah. So Metal Gear was one of their last really huge. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh would be another one, but yeah, Metal Gear is one of their last huge franchises that is still alive. Yeah. I suppose it's that and Silent Hill really. Yeah. But this is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But even Silent Hill has been like, it's kind of on life support. (laughs) I like how you, you know, (laughs) and then who's helping that franchise, you know, the guy. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Kojima. Kojima. Like, mm-hmm. So people are wondering, Castlevania. Yeah, yep, Castlevania. So and people was... are wondering, yeah, what's going to happen with yeah. Silent Hills because he was, you know, set to to direct that, and then um, I think Guillermo del Toro, the film director, was also uh, producing that with him. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, think... Who knows what's what's going to happen with that? Um, and I think it'll depend on what the contract that they yeah. wrote up, you know, at the start of the production for that is. The uh, word on that one is that Del Toro was the head on that one, and Kojima was just advising. Yeah. So possibly okay. that it doesn't affect it too much, but then again, they can get him in con- on a contract basis. You know, just like you said, just give him the same sort of role he's now occupying. But, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Which I hope but... for because it it shows promise already with PT. It did. It did. PT was. It was a it was an experience for sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I don't know. It's just it feels like there is tension between Kojima and group versus Konami. Yeah. Um yeah. it's possible that there isn't and that, you know, there was some sort of arrangement made between them and Konami saying, Hey, uh you can keep Metal Gear and we can go and leave and do our own independent thing. We saw a kind of a similar situation uh, shortly after Halo 3 where Bungie came out and said, yeah, we're no longer be, mm. being a, yeah. comp- a studio within Microsoft where we go independence. But part of that agreement was 
Microsoft keeps Halo and we make two more Halo games. So they made Halo 3 ODST <laughs> and Halo Reach. So Yeah, that's a good point. Um Yeah, I um I was disappointed to read about this obviously and um I'm a big I mean I do love Metal Gear Solid as well, but I'm also probably an even bigger Silent Hill fan. And um as you said, Ernest, um Silent Hill has been on life support. I think downpour wasn't terrible. Some no, it's pretty good. Yeah, some I, I'm glad someone else agrees. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I thought it was I thought it was quite a good return to form. Actually, it has it's had some really decent creepy moments and a lot of good cool ideas in there. Actually, but um, Silent, obviously, if uh, Kojima was going to be involved in Silent Hills, then obviously that was um, that would have been fantastic. Or maybe if he still is, I don't know. But it's um, you know. I would have loved. I'd love to see what he was going to do with the game, and I would be. Very, I'd be very disappointed if that's not longer going to happen. And the, you know, if Konami are still keeping Metal Gear Solid, and it's going to go on without Kojima, then I can't really see how. I mean, I, I can't really see how they can. I think there's. I'm not saying they couldn't make one, but it's just that the elements that Kojima brings they're too important, integral to the overall Metal Gear formula, kind of and his like nuance and storytelling and everything and his, you know, his gameplay, his direction, his humour as well. I think that'd be impossible to replicate yeah, in a totally Sonic agree. game. Yeah, so I, I don't really see, I think it'd be a big, um, a big shame if it was going to carry on without him and kind of see it run into the ground, which, you know, I can't really see. I, I'm not very optimistic about it, put it that way. I don't know how, how the rest of you feel about that. If you want to see <laughs> yeah. what the game's going to be like, go play Metal Gear 2 on the MSX. <laughs> because that was... Great, right. That, wasn't yeah. by, that was one of the games that was done by North American Konami and what had nothing to do with Hideo Kojima. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, just, or I, I didn't yeah. really care for the portable ops or no gear acid no, no same here once so, they were done without you could tell uh, the difference between those and peace walker and oh peace walker doing, peace walker is yeah, fantastic favorites because mm-hmm. just it fits the, the it fit psp so brilliantly mm. as well and so I, and i played it on ps3 again and it just didn't do the same thing for me because it, it is a handheld game yeah, yeah it's very know. much designed yeah for for handheld yeah, but, it was just perfect, I mean, and I like that a lot of this is going to be like that in the Phantom Pain. You know, the whole the full-time recovery system, the base building. That's the stuff I loved about Peace Walker, and that's the stuff that's going to be there again. Yeah, definitely. Um, you you mentioned um, you mentioned portable ops there. Wasn't that made by Kojima then? No, portable. It wasn't. wasn't was it? Not that so much. I think he was only there as like. Maybe executive producer and no. title. Yeah. That, that was uh, he, first... It wasn't. It wasn't directed. You know, oh. it wasn't directed by. That him. was a major. That wasn't like a spin-off card game like Acid, was it? That was a proper. Uh, it was. Wasn't it? Because... it fits into the store into the the timeline, yeah, and the, yeah. And the plot. But know? it doesn't really tell a big amount. Yeah, it's yeah. in that canon, but it did not fire. <laughs> Nicely said. All right, fair play. Um, well, um, yeah, we're. Um, the whole thing, I mean, we're still waiting to, um, you know, there hasn't been any, I don't think there's been any more updates um, since yesterday, has there, Ernest? Uh, not yet. Um, but, I mean, yeah, yeah, I wonder what is what the, what the is happening over at Kojima, I'm not Kojima, Konami, um, with their restructuring and the, the changes that are being made. I and mean, yeah. we've seen a lot of 
staff leave over the years. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had, I think, like, a lot of the Silent Hill and Suikoden guys leave. Yeah, um, yeah. Years it's ago. And, yep, yep. Yeah. And then you had, uh, was it Tak Fuji? Uh, famous for his like ninety nine nights too. Oh yeah, yeah. Three press conference, extreme <laughs> yes. one million troops. One million yep. troops. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I mean, he was he was at the company for like twenty some years. I want to say, and right. he did like work on No More Heroes and he's left the uh, Pro Evolution Soccer. Yeah, yeah. He left. Uh, yeah. End of I last of year. Oh wow, yeah. He was leg- he was legendary just for that press conference. Yep, yep. And you know, <laughs> he was kind of a a senior designer over over there. Earlier this week, um, there's a popular dating sim portable game called Love Plus mm. um, that Konami makes, and both the senior producer and character designer of that left um, on that day on on Monday. It was like Monday or Tuesday. And one has to wonder, you know, if that they got the news about all these changes or they knew, you know, heard about Kojima leaving, possibly leaving. And we're just yeah. like, well, we're we're going to leave as well. You know, maybe I can all form a super studio. <laughs> this is, this is New it. Konami. Yeah. <laughs> that is the Konami with part. a C, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is no, that because that might part? be like con army. And then people think it'd be a con group. Con army. <laughs> 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 I, I won't tell you what someone called it yesterday because it, it sounds a bit racist, to be honest. And <laughs> so that yeah, was genuinely what they thought it meant. But they, so. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. Just, no, 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 just uh, to say. But I mean, yeah. oh, man, whatever Metal Gears come next without Kojima's involvement, I'm, I'm not feeling too hopeful. No. Well, not. it's interesting no. because he was going to leave the series after this anyway, wasn't he? He was saying this every is game. Oh, oh well, yeah. Yeah. But, ever since yeah. the second one, you know, he oh, said yeah. the second one was like, oh, that's this is the last one, and then yeah, you know, it keeps coming back in. And I think a part of that was since he was you know an executive, he had a bit of a a bit of a fiscal obligation to keep yeah. metal, making yeah. Metal Gears because they do sell. Yeah. And it, since he was in charge of. Games divisions like well you know I I guess I have to make another Metal Gear so he's staying profitable. (laughs) He strikes me as the sort of person that you know it's his baby to a degree, and he says, "Oh, I don't want to do any more." Then he sees someone else working on it. He goes, "Yeah, I'd probably do that differently." And I do that. (laughs) And before you know, he's working on the game. Yeah, right. He's he's a backseat driver, and he's like, "Just give me the, the, give me the bloody steering wheel." Can't let go, can you? Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you I don't. Think, <laughs> I think he's got to the point now where he's said, you know, all right, I know what I want to do. This is it. This will tie up my part of this saga, and mm-hmm. we'll be done with it. That's it. As yeah. I, I guarantee, the next thing Konami do will be a remake of something where Metal Gear is concerned. Metal Gear One, yeah, yeah, Metal Gear yeah. One. Or I mean, it's very likely because it'd be uh, it'd be a lot easier since a lot of the the story writing and design work would. Mm. already be kind of done yeah. um that's right i know there's play. like they've they've also konami and kojima productions they've had kind of a reliance on hideo kojima for a while um i mean we, yeah, we saw what, what happened with uh the original metal gear rising the original project for that kind of yeah. just fell apart yeah, um, and you know, because Kojima was like, "Okay, you know, I'm going to let you guys work on this. This is going to be your your own thing." And then they were kind of lost. They're like, "Oh, we don't have you here, and we don't know 
how to do this without you. And so you I know, the that same project got, you know, that project had to go and get handed over to Platinum Games mm. for them to, you know, do it. And it was pretty much completely, you know, redone. No more melons. <laughs> yeah, no more, no more melons. And, you know, I was using, I think, a different engine or something. Yeah. But also, um, it, it's interesting that this is happening as well because, you know, I think they, um, you know, they owe Kojima a lot as well, not just because obviously, you know, he's got things, you know, Metal Gear and stuff like that, but also his Fox engine. I mean, it's powering, it's been powering a lot of games, hasn't it? Isn't it been using Pro Evo yeah. and stuff like that as well? It, Pro, Pro Evo, Evo game to use it. Silent well. Hills. Will Silent be Hills. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy that they're, um, it just seems insane that they're trying to, well, I know I can't really see, and right. we don't know what's happening, but it seems like, you know, trying to push him out or force him, you know, make him so uncomfortable that he has to leave when he's made, you know, he's produced all these great games that have, it, probably Konami's top selling game is Metal Gear Solid and they've got the, you know, produced all the technology for these games to bring them into the next generation and stuff. It seems, it just seems very, very, um, you know, just crazy that they're, that they'd want to lose someone like that him, you know, like him, you know? Yeah. yeah, to me, it's like really, it just feels really disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. You know, to take away, yeah. especially the uh, A Hideo Kojima game title from all the all yeah, the different that games that he's, insane. you know, directed. That's just a slap in the face. And oh, just yeah, that's bullshit. Really, really, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, no matter what deal it was, that was just wrong. Yeah. No matter what they, even if it was amicable, it just seemed horrid. To take right. name of a guy, a guy who's you know give the man some dignity. You the, know. the guy who's got his hands in your Silent Hill, your Castlevania, your Pez, your Metal Gear. He's he's keeping your company up. Yeah, you know? and I can't see any deal where that was really an option uh, to just take his name off everything, take his studio's name off everything. It's just, it just seems horrible, <laughs> really wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. I, I mean, I kind of wonder if it's gonna if we might see a Steve jobs like situation where, you know, back in the eighties, Steve jobs was forced out by Apple executives. And then the company was just starting to tank and they're like, okay, well, you know, let's, they, they invited him back and then he created the, the iPod and iPhone and the rest is history. So I yeah. wonder if we'll run into a similar situation where yeah. Konami yeah. doesn't have any starring, you know, really powerful creative talents and we see them stagnate and fall and they beg him to come back and maybe he'll come back. Who knows? It'll yeah. be really interesting to see what yeah. he does from here exactly. on out. Oh, yeah, that's the most exciting part is just mm -hmm. seeing what he'll do. We've no, right. I mean, if he goes indie, that's the most exciting thing that could come out of this because he will be free to do exactly what he wants. Yep. He, he's already mental. <laughs> yeah, he's mental enough, you know, with, a parent company so christ knows what he'll do if he actually could do whatever he likes you know so in the end there's free maybe <laughs> <laughs> i would like to see him work on on uh, a vr game something mm. in the virtual reality space because i think there's a lot of creative things that can be done that people haven't thought of or yeah. figured out that I mean, you know someone like him would be able to be like hey you know, this will be a really interesting way to do this or convey this, you know. Yeah, someone pointed that out, actually, about uh, PT, saying that if you made a Silent Hill game like that in a VR space, mm. Kojima's input, you could mess with people's heads so brilliantly. Yeah. Oh. It would just yeah, be, that yeah, would be, I would die. be scared. <laughs> yeah, I would be so, would so scared <laughs> to try that.
I mean, that would be unsettling enough as the game goes and yeah <laughs> with vr you just be on the floor rolling around i think at that point <laughs> <laughs> yeah because then you could really mess with you know people's peripheral vision too using yeah. with the the vr visual space <laughs> oh god yeah the potential there i mean as you say kojima and vr is just it seems like a really good fit in some ways yeah, yeah. And I mean, Sony, if you're listening, just yeah. try and get Kojima would be a great, you know, <laughs> great person to add to Sony Computer Entertainment, one of those studios. But then it maybe depends. He'll get, maybe he'll get Last Guardian done. Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah <laughs> oh, that'd be like great. we said earlier. <laughs> yeah, so if it happens, we called it. Yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. I really hope, um, I, I still hope there's something that's going to happen on Silent Hills, though. I mean, uh, I was really looking forward to that. So, um, it would yeah. be a shame if he didn't get to finish his work on it. Yeah, I mean, I just, but... yeah, I, I just want to see a new Silent Hill game, and if it's with him, and that's even better. But um, at least I'm glad that he's still. Um, at least the Phantom Pain hasn't been affected though. I think that's well, that's because they're finished pretty much with that game, and that's why we're yeah. taking. Yeah. So we're doing a lot of bug testing. And I, just... thought, yeah. I think the game's actually yeah. finished. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just yeah they're just kind of testing it. Yeah. Testing it out and seeing how it goes, yeah. Which you know, some companies could do well to learn. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of bug testing, then, because yeah. it's not out until September. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's uh, you've well, given it you much love. You always do your so. last bit of graphical sort of improvements in the last few months as well. Yeah, that's it. You tweak and you pull yeah. and make sure it all works. Like it, should. it is, it is open world as well. So um, yeah, like a game so changes so. a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of potentials for bugs and glitches. So I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of testing. What I'm wondering wondering about is if there if there was a disagreements, what it was, what it was on, you know, what yeah. caused it's... the ref. You know, if it was that Konami was like, oh, you know what, you're going to be working on this next. You're going to be working on Metal Gear. Solid six, and he said, No, that, no, like, this is it. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, this is it, you know, or you know, whatever else it could be. Um, I don't know. I think it'll just be something we might even have to wait years before hearing about, and you know, yeah, maybe it'll I be mean, something that'll be included in Kojima's, you know, biography or something. Oh, I'd love yeah, to. Comes, comes clean and, you know, yeah, a tell comes all out <laughs> with a tell all of, you know, his trials and tribulations at Konami. And yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's um something, you know, you know, Kojima, he's got a lot of um values when it comes to his work and stuff. I wonder if it's, you know, sort of a creative kind of um, disagreement. Maybe they wanted him to change something or. Yeah. Actually, change the series or something, you know, because it's. I can't imagine them saying, "Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to take this down the path. We're going to. We want to make an, a new metal game every uh, metal gear game every other year. We want to change this. We want to do that." You know, I can't. I can't see him being, you know, creatively. I think he he definitely won't go along with something like that. Yeah. Oh, so, definitely. Yeah. Yes. You know, and I'd be concerned if it was. What if they? What if? What if he asked for more? T- one situation is what if he asked for more time to polish and work yeah. on. On Maybe. you know Metal Gear Solid Five, Phantom Pain, and they said no. You know you're gonna get this done, and then you know just fired him and made him a contractor. Who knows? Yeah, it could be a, just a hand, huge handful of different things that you know the disagreement could have been over if there is one. We we just don't know. Yeah. You know? Is it another? 
And by contract, I'm sure he he can't talk a lot about it. Yeah. No, no, that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But another theory I had on that is that you know he talked a while back about tackling a taboo that hadn't been done in gaming, and I do wonder maybe if that oh, is yeah. something, something in right. Phantom Pain that he didn't get to do because they were like, oh, you you really can't do that. It'll affect sales if people get wind of this. I mean, or you have the whole thing with well, there's a whole child soldier thing in it, and I wonder if maybe that's part of it it's maybe he goes a bit too far with that side of it maybe yeah. i'm trying to think of all things in the game that could be you know, taboo as far as the game's concerned that you know kids killing kids or kids being killed you know, it is really not a great thing <laughs> still yeah to produce in any medium so it could be that it could be he wanted to push that boundary and konami said no and it's just Maybe it was the straw that broke the camel's back. It's yeah, you know, it could be. It just could be the tip of the iceberg with him, and you know, it could be several things rolled yeah. into one. Yeah, I think I think there is likely that if there was any disagreements, that you know, there's probably like a main one, but uh, there's likely other things that have just been piling up, and yeah, you know, frustrating Kojima and Konami, and you know, they just. Maybe over time they haven't been able to see eye to eye on things. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like to make the parallel that Big Boss's story is kind of like Hideo Kojima's now. Mm, yeah. Where, you know, he's being kind of betrayed and exiled by the point. The ones he served, you know, that he is Big Boss and Konami is like the United States government slash the world. Who reject, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great mind. <laughs> please don't make a Metal Gear Kojima. <laughs> An actual Metal Gear, please don't. <laughs> and he starts Outer Haven Studios. Outer Haven Studios, yeah. <laughs> a studio without borders. <laughs> they get Seabass in to go and take him out. Seabass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, whatever. Could we have Michael Patras as someone in it as well? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> he won't be there until the it's like two seconds before it's obvious what the result will be, and then he can predict it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a twist! What a twist! Well, it's well, regardless of what happens, it's um, yeah, I think we're, people are going to be talking about this for a long time now until you know people are going to want to know exactly what happened, so it's not going to go away, regardless of you know whether or not we're going to hear anytime soon or if at all. But there we go. Um, so um, be sure if guys, if you guys got anything to say about it at all, then email us, email us at podcast at psu.com. Um, it'd be nice if we got a few emails because we haven't got any for a while actually. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's obviously the. That's one of the main topics these days. So please, guys, if you've got any comments, then just send us an email, like I said. Um, well, thanks for that, guys. That was pretty cool. Um, I'm glad we spoke about that, actually, because we couldn't really. There's no way we can condense all that into, uh, you know, just glazing over it as a news post or whatever. I think that definitely needed um, a bit more um, discussion. So, And we hadn't had, one, we hadn't had a large discussion for a while, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, Right, well, um, I think we should start wrapping up now because I'm tired and um, <laughs> we've been here a while anyway, so this is a slightly longer podcast. But um, we can leave out what we've been playing this week. We can just go back into that another time. Um, so it, it's not um, um, it, it doesn't actually no. We're we just quickly, literally, just name things. I've been playing. Um, I've been playing Destiny pretty much. It 
destiny trying to do the iron banner up to rank four which is a nightmare just so endless endless amounts of crucible matches there we go um ben what have you been playing lately i've been playing um, uh, final uh, fantasy 14 <laughs> no uh, i'm not uh, embargoes um and uh, fantasy 14. <laughs> yeah something and final fantasy 14 cool yeah. um ernest how about you what you've been on lately um earlier this week plenty of battlefield hardline getting that stuff done for the review and then uh Final Fantasy Type Zero HD and okay. the Final Fantasy Fifteen demo episode Duske or whatever. Oh, what, quick, just quickly, what do you think of them both? Um, I like Type Zero a lot, um, and you know it, it's never looked better. I played a few hours of the PSP version, the original, uh, before, and then the demo. It's it's impressive visually. It does some cool things, but yeah, that game. 15 has a lot of work cut out for it before, you know, it's, it's a, you know, solid experience. I oh, think. right. Okay. You know, well, mm-hmm. cool. Well, cheers for that, mate. Um, yeah, I heard. It took, me about, it took me about two hours to beat that demo first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I've heard, um, I've heard type zero's, um, pretty good. So, um, apart from Tim's review and everything, a lot of, a lot of the people, a lot of my mates have got it, obviously including you guys. So that's cool. Um, Neil, finally, what have you been on? Yeah, apart from the games I reviewed, uh, I've been playing more Oli Oli 2 because it's just ridiculously addictive. Cool. And I played a bit of Hustle Kings, the pool game, because it's free to play now on PS4. And yeah, it's ridiculously pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, Heist GTA all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, I love I love my heists and I love Grand Theft Auto Five even more for them now. It's like I, I to the point where everyone else on my friends list is playing Hardline and there I am still playing heists. <laughs> yeah, everyone's um, on my friends list. Actually, it's a bit of a kind of a mixed bag. Actually, there's obviously a lot of GTA going on. We got Ben on Final Fantasy. There's some Final Fantasy Type Zero going on. Bit of Resident Evil Revelations. Yeah, seems to be quite an even mix actually. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, Des- I noticed the amount of Destiny players has gone down lately. Though they used to literally. I remember everyone on my friends list at one point were playing yeah. Destiny, and that was like months after it came out as well. But it's. I think people were just. I think people were just like, right, okay, you know, give us the new content now because it's been a while. And um, even I, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go in the Crucible game for a long time after this. This Iron Banner <laughs> thing is just. It's just go away, leave me alone. You know, <laughs> I'm getting my armor, and then I'm happy. <laughs> um, but cool. Anyway, guys, thanks for joining me today. That was a great podcast. Um, uh, Ernest, it's been really cool to have you on, man. It'd be nice to have you on again because, um, yeah, it's been too long, man. Way too long. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was fun. It's always cool. nice chatting about games. So Yeah, definitely, man. Well, um, before we close off the podcast, we will quickly talk about how we can contact each other. Um, you can email me at mike.harridans.psu.com. Uh, if you want to email us in general on the podcast, it's podcast at psu.com. Uh, if you want to contact Ben, um, you can contact him at Ben. Uh, Ben.shirbehall at psu.com. Chili on PSN. Chili on Chili underscore UK on Twitter. Uh, Chili on NeoGAF. Uh, remember, Bo, I'm still doing that competition of if I reach 400 friends on PSN, I'll give away a prize. I'm Sweet. now at 391. Oh, bloody hell. Getting there. <laughs> it's creeping oh, up. Man. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, keep adding me as your friend, and eventually I'll give away a prize. Also, a quick shout-out, do you mind? 
Uh, no, no, go for it. That's what we're here for. Uh, at Know It Man. I played some Destiny with you last night before I went to bed. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. It's awesome to play with the fans. Uh, oh, great. Oh, you've been on Destiny again. I haven't seen you on Destiny for ages. Yeah, it was like 1am he contacted me, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> what did you do? Just out of interest? Yeah. Cool. Uh, what, uh... We just did some stuff on Destiny. Oh, what, was it a PvP at all? Uh, no, PvE. All oh, right, cool, cool. Nice one. Um, any other shout Ironically, I've just been banned from my own friends list. You what? <laughs> <laughs> Cannot connect to the server. It has been accessed too frequently by you, so access is being restricted. Please try again later. How dare you look at your own friends list, Ben? I know. I just looked at my friends list and now I've been banned. Oh, wow. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, thanks for the uh, contact info, Ben. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I always forget to read up. If you guys want to add me at all to PSN, it's... Um, Billy underscore Cohen 84. That's capital B and capital C. Billy underscore Cohen 84. Uh, so the guys who have added me, um, a lot. Uh, I've actually had quite a few ads from the uh, podcast. Thanks very much. I don't actually play any games with any of the people who have added me, but it doesn't it doesn't mean I don't want to. It's just, um, um, you know, it's just um, I'm usually um, going through Destiny with another group or whatever, or I'm just not playing the game that everyone else is. That's what it seems to be. But, you know, I do appreciate you guys adding us and listen to the podcast so it's is it, it, i do take notice so thanks a lot for that um ernest how can people contact you um ernest.len l-i-n at psu.com or twitter uh ernest d-len e-r-n-s-t-y-l-i-n it's my handle so yep tweets email if you have any questions or comments etc sweet <laughs> do i have you on psn ernest um I, don't think, I, I think, think so. My PSN handle is Laserblader, L-A-Z-E-R-B-L-A-D-E-R. Definitely not. Anyone I'd recognize that if I had it. <laughs> name. Okay. I, yeah. I would check my friends this, but I can't. I think I have you, Chili. Yay. Then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cool. Thanks, Ernest. Um, and yep. last but not least, Neil, how about you? Contacts. Yeah, I'll first out shout out to Know It Man as well, because he added me, as well, which means he probably based it on last week's episode, which... Yeah, he said he liked yeah. last week's episode. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> I didn't get an addy from this guy, so it must have been a... Um, I couldn't have been there, and I wasn't there last week, so... I'm shocked, sense. and like last week, I'm shocked that anyone did that without adding a caveat of, I thought it was rubbish, and I'm just adding you to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Obviously, yeah, they yeah, loved yeah. my hosting and your witty banter. My witty banter. Yes, that's. I think that's what people like about it. To be honest, oh, that's it. Tell us personality. Like. That's it. That's it. From now on, anyone that adds us, tell us exactly what it is you like about us or hate about us. Either way, I'm not fussy. You're making friends with me on these uh, consoles, so that's fine. <laughs> but uh, if you want to make friends with me on that console, it's uh, Son of Venom, all one word, all lowercase. And if you want to contact me at PSU, it's neil.bolt at psu.com. And I'm on Twitter at Nezco, and that's N-E-Z-Z-K-O. Wicked. Thanks for that, mate. Um, well, guys, that brings us to the end of our podcast. That was episode 70 of PlayStation Unchained, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, hope If all goes to plan, we should be again. We should be back again roughly around the same time next week. Uh, we haven't decided who's hosting yet, but I'm sure it'll be me or Ben, because <laughs> usually the only two, we're the only guys who usually host. So, yeah. I'll, have, I'll have to cr- have a crack at this at some point. You can host yeah, def- one, Yeah, definitely. Oh, actually, wait, don't we have a wrestling podcast plan, or have you done that already? Well, the problem is uh, Gary and Dane's uh, schedules don't match mine, so <laughs> it's trying to get all three of us together at the okay. same time before WrestleMania, which means I can't do 
tomorrow, can't do Monday, can't do Tuesday. So at least Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, really, to get it done. So we're hoping to get it done before WrestleMania and to be, you know, be relevant and stuff. But if not, we'll do it anyway. Okay, well, regardless of that, you can definitely be sure we're going to have some like special theme podcasts in the future. We'll probably do any bit. Um, I mean, Metal Gear we've been talking about. We've got to do a Metal Gear to, um, one. Oh, yes. I will, I will we'll get Tim News on that, even if I have to tie him up and drag him over here to my house so he can actually be on the <laughs> podcast. Saturday nights. Yeah. <laughs> <Every night. laughs> he, hasn't been on, um, he hasn't been on there for way. That's because you haven't untied him yet. Mike. Oh, well, yeah, but <laughs> he hasn't been on the podcast for way too long. So, um, and, no one has unchained him <laughs> unchained oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's why well, actually that'd be good but yeah you um, it right now <laughs> i um actually i just want to give a couple of shout outs actually i want to give a shout out to um, my friend richard walker who works on another um playstation xbox site uh achievements um really really cool site um i met him at my first event a year ago metal gear solid uh ground series review event he's a really cool guy and um he's into a lot of the stuff that i am um also to fond as well our super fan uh, don Oliveira, who's an old psu um staff member a couple of uh, a couple of other guys my friend adam hill my friend richard um you guys are awesome good chatting to you on psn and text message <laughs> usually when i'm playing destiny complaining about the iron banner um and we have one more shout out from neil i think who's just texted me uh <laughs> neil go for it <laughs> yeah so i just want to say thank you to the three canadian guys who have helped me out on uh, GTA Heist and we've become quite a cool little team and it's like they probably won't listen to this but I feel it's fair to give them a shout out for being such cool dudes and thinking that I'm the most polite person in the world which is well, clearly not true yeah, well, and your English as well, so you're okay. yeah. It's it, it's the PG rating on this show probably pulled me back a little bit on that one. So, so. Yeah, it did Don as well. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we unleashed you and Don. God knows what would happen. That's it. But uh, I would yeah give a shout out to Adhesive and I'm scrolling the names because they're not all on the same page for some reason. Where are your names? That's not so, I, I, my list is getting bigger now. Uh, Paceflant, which is a great name, and Spotagus. Those three guys, brilliant. Great Canadians from Ontario. And, yeah, the, the best GTA team I've had. Oh, Spotagus sounds like an amazing name as well. It is. It I mean, does, yeah. Paceflant is, like, my favourite username ever. I just, I envy that name. It is so good. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's funny, actually, with some really funny names you see online. When I'm playing Destiny, but obviously, the amount of players in the games, you, you see some really, really cool names and some just really really odd ones as well um, yeah funky monkey was one of my favorites you never know if it was, was it? if it if you never know if if he was i think i shot him um <laughs> so sorry about that if you're listening <laughs> um yeah okay well guys thank you for listening that's been episode 70 as i said before um we will be back again same time next week thank you very much for listening uh ben Pleasure as always. Ernest, really cool to talk to you again, man. It'd be nice to do this more often. Um, yeah, sure. yeah. And Neil, pleasure as always, mate. Uh, aye, aye. Well, see you again this time next week, guys. Yeah, take it easy. Uh, that's all that's left to say is it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. See you guys. Ta-da. Toodaloo. Believe in Gary. Believe in Gary. <laughs> of course, I thank God for me.